This is Sal Coladonado from The Slant, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Oh, I love the way their foul little minds work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of... The Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! Magic R-Way! The Magic R-Way Podcast! They are truly magical and whatnot. Happy Halloween, everyone! <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you are listening to the Magicory Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. Magicory.com is where you can find us for this episode. We are discussing the evolution of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that voice you're hearing is joining in our discussion. He's our resident comic genius from ivorycomics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Doing good. And uh, honey, boo-boo to you gentlemen for Halloween uh, this year. Ooh, that scared me. That oh, scared wow. me. Boo-boo. Scared me, shoe. It did. Scary show. Scary show. Yes. Absolutely. And joining us as well is our resident travel agent for Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA, Lee Lastavica. Hi, Lee. Good, man. Just looking forward to confiscating all my kids' Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> on Halloween. Are they illegal? <laughs> no, but that's the, that's the candy tax. And fresh off the boat with the Pirates of the Magic Kingdom. Are you still with the Pirates of Magic? Are you still doing stuff with them? Yeah. On shore leave, or yeah, yeah, yeah. shore leave. You're on shore, you're on shore, shore leave. leave. Okay, <laughs> yeah, furloughed. Yes, <laughs> furloughed. Uh, we have our bassmaster, our well, not bassmaster, uh, the, the quartermaster. Is that what they call you? Passmaster, a pass, yeah, taskmaster, yeah, gas passer, gas passer, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's our very own officer, Mawikin, and Mawikin social media master, Kirk Landry. Welcome back to the Fat City Studios, sir. Oh, I've missed this. You almost missed this again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Damn car. Your car exploded? Battery died. Oh, I know that yeah. feeling. Yeah, we had to wait about an hour for Kirk to get here in order to start up again. But some people are worth waiting for. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> he clutches my, my heart. He's the clam. My heart. My heart. heart. Yeah. All the feels. It's a lot of All truth of you take it you in sure? right there. I thought you were about ready to scream Elizabeth the way you grabbed that chest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little up there in age. There you go. <laughs> And, of course, guys, you know, a couple of ways to support the show. We have a YouTube channel, so make sure that you subscribe there. And you can find our series of shows called Cooking with Magic. Lee, you released something recently. What did you cook, sir? Some balls. Some balls. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sure your daughter's boyfriend was bad. Okay. You, you want to elaborate on them? Sure. Let me elaborate on these balls. Um, no, they're uh, Thai coconut meatballs from uh, Captain Cook's. Oh, at the ah. Polynesian. Okay. Yeah, and I, which I didn't even know about, but Joshua Bears had posted some in another group, and I was like, "Oh, those look good. Let me try that out." And so, so these are actually pretty tasty. Tasty balls. Tasty balls. But just something I probably would not have normally made if not for you know it being a Disney dish. But you know, it just goes to show: try some different stuff and open your horizons. You know. 
Well, you know, I'm definitely after we're doing some editing on that show. I'm definitely uh, looking forward to trying those out. Might actually we go to Walt Disney World? That'd yeah, be great. Yes. Whenever that happens again, lots of meats in ball yeah. form are good. Yes. Have you noticed that? I mean, it's like meats on the stick. There's not enough of those. Mm-hmm. Not enough meats in ball form. They're very portable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah easy to digest. Yeah. Yeah, you can just kick them down the road if you can get room in your backpack. It's good. You know, there's such a thing as too much ball talk, and a guy should be aware of it. But we're confident who we are. Yeah, we some we sometimes go a little bit overboard. We're glad to rein us in on the ball. Yeah, talk. We, yeah. We, we've evolved. We need that. Yes, should have been here last week. And also, guys, uh, <laughs> we have an Amazon store in which you can buy books, movies, recording gear, cooking stuff. We got things out there, things that have nothing to do with anything. If you want to support the show. Uh, Amazon.com slash shop slash magic our way and you can do that. And today, as I stated at the beginning, we are discussing the evolution of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, and I will toss it over to Danny to tease us a little bit more. Danny, a little tease, a little tease, a little we bit, tease. Little bit. We, we tease. Uh, okay, so here we're, here's what we're going to do. Like a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, articles out there have been written about the history of Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, and quite frankly, I mean, I've always kind of found it. Really is not really a great story there. What I always liked about Mickey's Not So Scary was the different offerings that you got when you would go to it. So I thought to myself, why not go through and try and track this down year by year by year by year and see what changed, what went away, what they added, and really put together a definitive history of the evolution of this party, so to speak. And how it got better as time went on, or worse in some cases. Sounds like a lot of years. It's a lot of years. It's over 20 plus years. I mean, I've been working on this for over three years. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because the materials, I mean, some of this stuff took place before the internet was a thing. Okay. So, yeah, you got to find old maps, old burn bomb guides. You got to order Jeff Lang's videos. <laughs> you got to do a lot of yeah, work. You had to break out your VHS tapes and everything. There, there you go. That's deep. That is going to be awesome. And so, guys, look, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss some evolutionary magic. Ooh. Wow. Yes. Eerie. As we set the mood. Oh, you've set the mood, sir. Here we are. Oh, you know, speaking of setting the mood, let me uh, borrow your lighter real quicky. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. Ah, what are you doing? We're going to have a seance real quick. Uh, oh, we are? Let's yeah. see if I can find my seance music. Goblins sure. and ghoulies. We're going we're gonna to summon Paul Freeze real quick, and hopefully he can do an intro into the segment. Oh, well, I'm all with that. All right, so I got this here uh, haunted candle from the Magic Candle Company. Oh, wait, Kirk oh, is nice. already demanding it for yes. me. I love the Magic Candle Company. Yes. You, you can't wait until I just light it? <laughs> he is struggling Man, he cannot get that thing. I think open. the ceremony was for him to do that. All right. uh, that's uh, see if it smells the same as the candle, uh, as the max, the max, the wax melts I have. Okay, same thing. Well, listeners out there, if, if you're uh, hiding any kind of drugs or anything like that in your car, uh, make sure to put it in a magic candle container <laughs> because police officers cannot open these. <laughs> Case in point. Yes. Yep. So I. I don't know what legally I can say about what this uh, does, but it's supposed to be reminiscent of a certain mansion? spooky attraction in the uh, in the Magic Kingdom. So I thought maybe to set the flip mood. Flip it upside down, it'll burn your finger. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I'll flip that thing. There's some candle lighting music for everybody. So if you want to light your candles out there, now's the time to do it. There we go. There you go. I didn't right. want you to burn your thumb. Can we turn off all the lights? Oh, no. I need to read. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I wait that way. I have to refer to some notes here. So now, now, so now. I try to see faces come out the wall. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, 
This is our Halloween show for 2020. Yes. I'm going to say, you want to cut the lights off so faces can appear out the walls of the studio and stuff. Don't do that. You know we live in New Orleans. You know stuff's haunted around here. <laughs> yes, that's right. We got the voodoo happening. Danny, take us down this road, sir. I will take you down this road, sir. All right, so the very first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party took place in 1995, and it was a one-day event, and it only cost $16.95 to attend. By Disney standards, it was pretty tame. Gene Harding, a producer for Disney Parks Live Entertainment, was one of the producers of the very first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and as he described it, we did not even have Halloween-specific entertainment. That very first year, we ran our nighttime parade, Spectro Magic, and nightly fireworks show, Fantasy in the Sky, and we did some trick-or-treating in the parks. That was about it. So not really a whole lot in the way of Halloween offerings on the very first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, but for less than 20 bucks, you got the trick-or-treat in the Magic Kingdom, and you've got the rides to ride as much as you would like to do so, just as you do as any, at any of these hard ticket events nowadays but it's still sold out uh so disney got excited by this response and began working on halloween specific entertainment tailored towards the event so that brings us to 1996 when we get the next mickey's not so scary halloween party and still it's only a one-day event that occurred again on halloween night with the ticket price increasing by a dollar so now you're up to 17 dollars and 49 cents so not not, not a dollar exactly but in addition to trick-or-treating this time around, you got a Halloween-themed parade, you got pumpkin carving, and you got horse-drawn hayrides. Pumpkin carving. That's something they should bring back. That sounds fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. And I don't know if Disney wants to hand children knives and let them carve pumpkins. Well, that is how the Halloween movie started, right? They gave a kid a knife, and then the rest was history. Mm, I don't know if that's quite how it went, but... <laughs> sure. A little more nuance to that, wasn't there? Well, I mean, the, yeah, that's... All right, so uh, the fireworks remained the same, and Disney still ran Spectro Magic for the second parade, but it was very much a step up from the previous year's offerings, which were minimal, to say the least. Now, the parade that we got in 1996 was not the iconic Mickey's Booty You Halloween parade that we all know today. Instead, guests were treated to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween parade, and it was mostly thrown together using floats, which were recycled and, and repurposed from older parades. However, quite a few regulars from Mickey's Boo to You got their start in Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parade. So let's kind of run through it a little bit and, and kind of see what that very first parade featured. For starters, the parade kicked off with the yearly tradition of the Headless Horseman riding down Main Street to the Flight of the Valkyries. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that all started with Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parade. Next, you got the... You know how, like, in, um, in New Orleans, you call it the title float, the float that has the title of the, of the parade on it, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, in Disney, it's never a float, per se. It's they're wheeling out this big marquee. Okay. You know what I'm I don't know if yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. specific name for it. Yeah. Anyway... So they would wheel out this big marquee that says Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Parade, and the parade would kick off with a song called Ghosts and Goblins, which sounds pretty damn close to a Danny Elfman score. Oh, nice. Uh, you can find it on Apple Music on the album Clowning Around. And here's a little snippet of it as to how the parade sounded when it started. <laughs> Oh, 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 
sound like Danny Elfman to you? It does. It sound like Danny Elfman. I could have swore that that was something from Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. I was going to say yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, That's yeah. what I was thinking. Oh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. That's kind of manic. Pee Wee's not so scary adventure at the movies. <laughs> Ooh, that was quite scary. So when that music kicks in, the first thing you see is the Winnie the Pooh and Friends section. Now, all the characters are decked out in their Halloween costumes with Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, and Piglet on foot. And on the float itself, you would see in the early years, there was actually Owl. You know, because you don't really see him nowadays. No, not really. But there was a walk-around owl costume figure. That's awesome. Yes, but in later years, he was replaced by Rabbit, and on the other side is Kanga and Rue. And they're following behind on a Winnie the Pooh float, which was Pooh's house, decorated for Halloween. Around about 2005, Christopher Robbins even joined the gang. And he had, like, a makeshift, like, sword and pirate uh, hat made out of, you know, like, those little the things. The cardboard, like, the yeah. triangle. And that section of the parade actually stuck around until 2014. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I dig that. So uh, next up was a giant pumpkin trick-or-treat basket filled with candy. And that stuck around until about 2006. It was kind of like a little float that kind of drove itself. You know, they have those those little automated yeah. self-drive floats. Huge, huge, huge pumpkin basket of candy. So wait, there was nobody on the thing to throw out the candy? No, 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 no. Right, It was so. just, yeah, there's no one on the float, period. It was just its own entity. It's it an is automated little rotating. Again, just teasing the kids with all the possible candy they can have but can't get because nobody's there to throw it to them. Well, that's, that's what the trick-or-treating's for. Well, kids try to go for it and he zips off. So now after that, the music changed. And along came a hip-hop Captain Hook and Maleficent what? on the old <laughs> Disney villains float. Did uh, it do the kid and play dance by any chance? No, or? no, no, but they rapped. That's they enough, rapped. Oh, they rapped. That's enough to scare me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm entertained now. I want it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I'm invested. Now, this old float is currently being used as a skeleton band's float in Mickey's Boo to You. But they came out on this villains float. And Maleficent and Captain Hook are up there, and they're rapping to Halloween's Our Favorite Fright Night. Okay. While oh, wow. the Big Bad Wolf and the Queen of Hearts are out there jamming on the guitar. Now, this- <laughs> <laughs> I-, I heard they were drop jaw. I'm just laughing because of that visual, not what you said, but the visual of that. Of that is, happening? Yeah, yeah. Is, that's kind of surreal. That's, they were jamming on the one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that song comes from a castle parade that they used to run in the 1990s called Every Day's a Holiday. Ah. And Mickey and friends would sing and dance their way through all the holidays of the year. So you get the Valentine's Day and Easter and so forth and so on. And this was a song that they played for Halloween. So they just borrowed it and used it for their parade. Hmm. I just don't see those two rapid but okay so it was like Aerosmith and Run DMC when they didn't walk this way because guitars and rapid is a it's a tough combo to, to have <laughs> hey man it's like you never knew that Prince could ball but he does <laughs> thanks to Dave Chappelle presenting that to us That's yes right. you're right sir why don't we hear a little bit of Captain Hook and Maleficent's rapping skills in the air you better pay attention you so that's Maleficent rapping right there. And then you're going to get Captain Hook. Goblins and ghouls, scare weapons and traps, monsters, fools. Don't forget the black cats. You may think you have a very scary hook, but it don't measure up to the cat and with the hook. Oh, now this is a really interesting part. Now, y'all can't see this. I'm, I'm going to stop that okay. right there. <laughs> I didn't know from. Did, I didn't. You, you hear dogs barking, right? Yes. And yeah. that sounds like a, that's a real dog, right? 
That's because it is real dogs. Now, what villain do you know of that likes... Cruella DeVille. Cruella DeVille. DeVille. So the next section of the prey, what you see is a bunch of villains on foot. And one of those villains is Cruella DeVille. And following along with her is a truck being driven by her her henchman, Jasper. And this truck is caged. Like the, the back area is caged and inside are real Dalmatians. Barking their heads off, going oh my crazy. Gosh. The hell you So those saying? are real live dogs barking. That is on real life. So in Disneyland. On Main Street, trapped in a cage. So the animal humane society loved this, obviously. I, once again, <laughs> kind of like the pumpkin carving. I think there's a reason <laughs> you don't see this anymore. Because, I mean, really, I mean, when you see it, you can see those dogs are barking like crazy because they're freaked the f- and like there's a hundred and one of us trapped in a cage. Let us go. Michael eyes are written all over the scrap. A lot uh, of people, a lot of music. There's a lot of noise happening. I was to say. So, uh, seriously, did they? Do you think they actually had a hundred and one Dalmatians in there? There's no way, right? Like, no, there's, there's like, like five dogs, maybe no, four. I was making a joke. I was making a joke. I, was, yeah. I didn't see that video. I was just making a joke. Yeah, it's not that big of a, of a truck. I would say. I would say this. Captain Hook totally wins the rap battle right there between oh. him and Maleficent. Uh, that was that was a good beat. They so. After Cruella Deville, you're going to see the evil queen in her witch disguise from. Snow White conjuring up a spell over a large cauldron. So she has a whole pretty impressive float. She's going crazy, conjuring up spells and whatnot. She's doing all the arm thing. Yes. She's running back and forth. It's really kind of cool. I mean, the energy that these performers have on these floats are are incredible. After that, you're going to see some. This is one of the weirdest things because you see spider dancers and bat dancers and all that in the parade. But there are these, these weird weeble shaped ghost mickeys with mickey ears like they're picture a weeble a weeble with like legs weeble. We, we say weeble you mean like weeble wobble yeah no no, no. i mean like the toy that used to have so weebles wobble yeah, but they don't fall down don't fall down is that what you're talking about yeah okay so yeah, okay. they would be covered in a sheet with mickey ears on <laughs> and they would just wobble down the street <laughs> that's weird it was the weirdest thing i <laughs> tripped me out when i saw that um and then they would be in front of what we now know as the Haunted Mansion float. But instead of seeing the hitchhiking ghosts up there, which we're all used to, all there was from the Haunted Mansion was some cast members dressed as maids and butlers. And Chippendale into ghost costumes. Like a sheet literally thrown over them with the eye holes cut out. Very imaginative. Very imaginative. (laughs) That's... That was your Haunted Mansion representation in the park. Well, they tried. They tried on that. Be you know, I, I give them props for uh, coming out with the with the rapping and uh, you know with the dog. I'm not part of the Humane Society. I don't own a dog or anything like that. But at least they tried to embellish the characters, bring them to life. I give them credit I, on that. I agree, but yeah, something that you would not be able to get away with today. Oh no, totally not. Locking totally not. Driving them down Main Street. <laughs> they should have threw that candy though. The next float is probably the most impressive one. That's the Hades float. And I got to imagine this had to be from some Hercules parade that they did at some point in time. But it's this like rocky float that's kind of set like, like you're in the underworld. And it's got Hades and pain and panic on it. But the many heads of the Hydra from Hercules are like just swirling around. And it's really cool. You say like they're like the Hydra's like the uh, like the. Like they just like really big huge hands at the head of the float, kind of just doing its thing. At the head, at the back, snapping out like you know, moving their mouths and everything like that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then lastly, you get to the final section of the parade, and this is something that you still are treated to today, where you get that Halloween hoedown section of Mm. the parade that 
has like a bunch of characters in like country western. You get regular performers. You get people dressed as scarecrows, and they're dancing around like cowgirls and cowboys, and they're doing the do si do, the square with, dancing. Yeah, like with Goofy's calling the moves, like on like one of these. Bring your people round and round, bring them over, dating down. Dan. That's it. Take your partner by the hand. All that bull. <laughs> That's what Goofy's up there on the float doing. He's calling the moves. The people are square dancing. He's on a silo float. That's what he's on. Oh, okay. okay. And then you get the country bears following in a like a horse drawn hayride kind of thing. I guess what they used on Main Street to take the kids on hayride. They got the cute one that sits on the swings. Is she hanging out there on the float? The country, but no, no, no. These are all the big burly guys. Oh, that ain't no fun. <laughs> and then you see uh, like kids that they picked out to be like honorary grand marshals. Oh, riding get... along in the in the parade along with them. They bring all these participation to yes. it. I like that. I like that. And uh, lastly, we're going to close it out with, of course, Mickey and Minnie, and they're riding up high on a barn float. And that's the end of the parade. So that was the original Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween parade that you got. Okay, inventive, but short, I would say, right? I wouldn't. I don't know about short, but I mean, they did. They thought little of it enough to where they still ran Spectro Magic that night. Oh, no kidding, really? <laughs> yes, okay, they absolutely ran Does that kind of concede to my point a little bit? Yeah, little that, bit. no, it, it, they knew that they kind of threw this together. Well, I mean, they got barnyard in there. What does it have to do with Halloween? Well, I mean, they, they, but rides, they still have it. Yeah, it's like the Halloween pumpkin. hayride, the corn mazes. And all. They even had like, um, oh my God, what do you call it? Like, Hay bales that kind of twisted and turned and wound their way, like huh. little automated hay bales oh, that yeah. made their way down. A- I was gonna say, like, I mean, I, I live, I live in the city, and even I knew they had hay bales and stuff with pumpkins <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, I even I knew that. Yeah, you got lost in a corn maze. Never, I would never put myself in the middle of a corn maze. <laughs> That's how stuff happens. I've done that before, <laughs> but. Shoot, I, I'm six foot two. I, I can just see right, right over. Boom, <laughs> I know what I'm looking for. But I, I like, I like the, I like the characters used in that because I think that's cool. It's uh, you know, it's Halloween, so yeah, you should have your scariest characters out there being displayed. I like the audience participation part. Yeah. You don't really get that too much in uh, most parades, right? Like, nope. I know you're gonna get to that, mm-hmm. but most of the time people just waving at you, like, hey, you know, hey, just well, think about it like up. think about it like this too. You're talking about a one day event. You know, how much money are you really going to put into something that you're only going to be able to use for one day? So it's got to be it's got to be done, but it you don't necessarily go all out. This is well before the part that the part that we don't pay the prices. Is yeah. this still 20 bucks to see this thing? Oh, uh, it was 17 bucks, 17, 45. It was like a less than a dollar increase. Yeah. 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 This was on Halloween day itself. It was on Halloween night itself. Huh. That's pretty cool. All right, so that puts us forward to 1997's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And the third Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party was extended to two days. So this is the first time we're getting a two-day event. And it took place on October 30th and 31st of 1997. Now, the ticket price here went up to $18.50. So little by little, we're creeping up. <laughs> Kirk is very shocked. Oh, my God. I'm so good at this under 20 bucks at this point. So now the Magic uh, Kingdom really started to get dressed up for the event with fog and eerie lighting and projections of bats and cats and witches along Main Street. And we also saw the addition of hay bales and pumpkins in the town square, as well as this giant pumpkin luminary, which uh, for those who don't know what a luminary is, picture that, you know, like they used to have those giant paper bags that were cut out like pumpkin faces and they put a light in it. That's what it was. A big old giant pumpkin paper bag Uh. with a light in it on Main Street. In Town Square. 
So in Adventureland, they included stilt walkers, face painting, and fortune telling. Hmm. The fantasy in the Sky Fireworks went through a slight bit of an alteration as well. While the majority of the show just runs as usual, right after the Under the Sea number, the show is interrupted by a witch on top of the castle. She's upset that all these foolish mortals are trying to take Halloween from her and all of her kind because Halloween belongs to them and they want it back. So Night on Bald Mountain kicks in and then the witch flies her broom down Tinkerbell's normal path as the fireworks become more intense. And now uh, just a quick note about the witch. She sounds a lot like the witch from Snow White, but in reality, she had a pointy hat green trimming all around it and she was lit up so you could see her on her path down so i don't know that it was meant to be the evil queen so she was like a basic witch basic witch basic although witch. she sounded like <laughs> kind of like the girls you like to date that's it uh, <laughs> eli dates basic witches <laughs> it's all about the greed baby that's why he knew that phrase so well <laughs> uh this year also brought the addition of the haunted character dinner over at the liberty tree tavern and Ooh. here, the cast members wore their usual outfits, but they were made up to look like zombies. Huh. Uh, and the food and everything—that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I went to this. Uh, oh, cool! Yes, yeah, absolutely. Had first Remember, I've told you the story about are you the real Goofy or just some guy in the suit? Yes, that happened that night. Oh, oh that lady! Oh. Yeah, that lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food was the same, and the characters were Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Chip, Dale, and Miko. <laughs> oh. Wow, that was out of Miko. nowhere. Let's throw a raccoon in there for no From reason. Pocahontas. He was the first character to volunteer for this. Oh, apparently. I get it, because he had a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it may be the tie-in, because he, uh, he was at the Liberty Tree Tavern for a while. Beyond Halloween. This wasn't just a Halloween visit for him. I think it was more the whole Thanksgiving-style meal. Pocahontas. Uh, got it. So, And he was dressed as a, as a tree, by the way. Miko was dressed as a tree. He was dressed as a tree. As a tree. That's With a such a weird that's got, visual. That's like a weird, like that's an inspiration for Guardians of the Galaxy. Like you, got fruit, <laughs> you got the raccoon, you know? It's like someone saw that and like, that could be a comic book character. That's funny. I would be ashamed if Rocket decided to put himself inside of a tree. <laughs> Miko, what are you dressed as? I am Groot. I am Groot. Okay. Now, the other characters, they all had those handheld masks. You, y'all seen them do this in the parade where they just have like this little, you know, mask on a stick that they just hold Eyes up. Eyes wide shut yeah. kind of stuff. There you go. Kinky. Fidelio. Yes. Uh, there was also the addition of the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon Halloween Review, which featured the Dapper Dans looking quite a bit ghoulish. Mm. The story goes that the Dapper Dans decided to pack up their belongings on Main Street and move to Frontierland to seek their fame and fortune. They started performing over at the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon and were killing the audience until one day the audience killed them. As uh, evidenced uh, by the arrows sticking out of their backs and whatnot. Uh, wow. And now they're known as, in this time period, the Dagger Dans. What they ultimately oh. would become known as is, Kirk? Cadaver Dans? Cadaver Dans. Cadaver Dans. Much Cadaver. more friendly than the Dagger Dans. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to say like Dapper Deads or something like that. And so they would perform. They would do Grim Grinning Ghosts. They would call. They, they, why do they call me a tenderfoot? The same one that they do now. And then they would close out the show uh, with Bing Crosby's The Headless Horseman rendition. That they, you know, from uh, Sleepy Hollow. Very nice. Uh, and that, that show ran about five times a night. And uh, lastly, the parade and trick-or-treating 
while that remained the same, for the first time we saw the use of the Boo to You name as Disney introduced Boo to You kids parades that took place three times a day in Frontierland, Fantasyland, and Tomorrowland. And these were mainly like little costume parade parties for the kids where a character would come out and lead them out and mm-hmm. do, do the whole interaction kind of thing. Almost kind of like a dance party, but not really, more like a costume parade. Huh. That's how it was. Uh, so that leads us up to 98, 99, and 2000. And really, there were just no major additions during this time that were worth noting. I'm not saying, and this is probably a moment where I should make a distinction here. I'm not saying I included everything because we're talking about over 20 plus years. There's some things that purposely included. There's some things that have just been lost to time. And there's just some things that were not available on the internet. Um, but what I could find of note uh, between 98, 99, and 2000 is that the party jumped from two days in 98 to three days in 99 and 2000. And what I thought, I thought this is the most unique thing I've ever heard of. I, don't, I would love to see a picture of this because I couldn't find it anywhere, but damn it if it wasn't advertised. Disney added DJs, live music, storytelling, and snake charmers. Do what? Female snake charmers? Snake, <laughs> snake charmers? Did not designate exactly what the sex was of the I'll, snake charmers. I would um, hope that will be in Adventureland. I would hope so, too. I could not find it. I wanted to see this, but I couldn't Damn, find it. I wanted to see that, too. Only, but, you know, okay. Charm this. I don't know, man. That's creepy, though. Snake charm is always like a creepy thing to be. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Real life snakes? I don't know. Uh, real life charmers. I, if you want to see the advertisement, I can show it to you. I believe you. It's just... <laughs> Just creepy as hell, isn't it? It's it's really remarkable. You come out there playing a flute and a cobra come out. Like, wait, okay, that's enough. That's enough. You get the two dollars, okay? Here you go. Y'all you're about twenty bucks, Disney. That's one of the times where it's worth it to find that nineteen ninety eight advertisement on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, uh <laughs> two thousand one. That brings us up to two thousand one. And in two thousand one, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party was extended to five days. This is the year we saw the debut of the Halloween Riverboat Ride, which I experienced and I thought was wonderful. Uh, Guests would board the Liberty Bell for the spooky ride around the rivers of America. You'd see some ghostly decorations along the dock before being treated to a few songs and a spooky story. Now, the story was told by Georgia Louisa Bellum. Georgia didn't have any kids, but she had lots of nieces and nephews, which made her, wait for it, Antebellum. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> got me. I thought you were going to say Nanny Bellum, but okay, you got me. All right. Now, the story I was able to find online, because somebody did actually have the recording on this, the exact same story I remember hearing, uh, was about a woman named Pretty Priscilla, who made her living as a healer and a fortune teller along the banks of the rivers of America. You're not supposed to do that with a name like that. Well, they, the name was kind of ironic. Like, they just wanted to stay on her good side because most people suspected she was secretly a witch. Oh. So, to kind of stay on her good side, oh, pretty Priscilla. Oh, not a basic witch. That was the way they, they phrased it. So, uh, she became fairly wealthy selling her potions and reading fortunes and doing all that, which attracted the attention of a riverboat gambler from the Liberty Bell itself, gambler and a cheat named Diamond Danny Daltry. Wow, that's Diamond a cool name. Danny Daltry. Triple D. Triple D. Triple D. <laughs> He got the name Diamond Danny because he wore diamond-studded buttons made from the gems he fleeced off of old rich widows. Oh, wow, that's a pimp right there. That's, that's, that's a pimp move right there. Upon hearing about Priscilla, he visited her, charmed her a bit, and when he gained her trust, he and a couple of hired goons attacked her. They oh! tied her up, 
tied a rock around her her ankle and threw her into the rivers of America. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> she sank to the bottom. Diamond Danny clubbed the two henchmen in the back of the head, made off to her house, stole all of her gold, nope. and made off to the riverboat. That's a real hey, brown. Yeah, I'm hardcore. <laughs> Isn't it that? That's some cool stuff. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So now this all happened on October 30th, the night of October 30th, which would make the next day 31st. 31st, which is Halloween. 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 So exactly at midnight, the stroke of midnight on Halloween, the strange wind struck the riverboat and swept Diamond Danny off his feet and threw him overboard, never to be seen again. Priscilla, on the other hand, was right back at her cottage the very next day, selling her potions and telling fortunes. Only now she had a rather excitable pet lizard with four diamond-shaped marks on his back. Because she kept the rest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's like some Tales from the Crib stuff. That was a story, and that's an abbreviated version of it. I mean, it takes a while because you go all the way around the river. Oh, it's so It takes a little while to get through it. Also, uh, on the boat, there was a group called the Lone Strangers. Okay. The Lone Strangers, um, they were an act that you've seen on Frontierland. They're not there anymore. They got rid of them just as they got rid of all <laughs> live entertainment. Um, and this group was known as the Notorious Banjo Brothers and Bob. So those were the people who would were the live entertainment. And I remember they were dressed up and they had one had like a rope around his neck. And, you know, like they were dressed ghoulishly as well. Wow, the notorious B.O.B. <laughs> uh, moving on, 2001 also marked the year that the Haunted Mansion characters finally joined the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Parade. The ballroom dancers, also known as the Waltzing Dead, followed the villain's <laughs> float. Love that. Now, <laughs> pay particular attention to the Waltzing Dead. When they are rehearsing for the parade, the performers are asked to come up with their own unique backstories for how their characters died. So based on the stories that the performers create, their dances and animation will contain clues as to how they died. Oh. So, for example, like if one was poisoned, you might see them clutch their hand to their throat a bit. Or if one was electrocuted, you might see them shake a lot. That kind of thing. So pay attention when you see the Waltzing Dead because their animation is supposed to give subtle hints as to how they perished. Well, we can see them today. Still. Yes, no, oh. absolutely. They're still a part of the parade to this day. I'm going to watch a lot of videos tonight. <laughs> Just that's, that's that's of the parade, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Now, the Hitchhiking Ghost finally appeared on the Haunted Mansion float in 2001 alongside Chip and Dale still in their ghost costumes, which is, again, just an odd combination. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2003, the, the Hitchhiking Ghost kicked Chip and Dale off the float and made them walk alongside it instead. Damn, ain't that more yeah, animal right. abuse? <laughs> get this. Said, get the get out, out of here. Float. Get your own nut. But get this. They snuck back on in 2004. <laughs> Damn straight. Get that chipmunks. As Chip and Dale would. And they should rescue themselves totally. But by two, <laughs> 2005, they were gone. No one uh, <laughs> Oh, no. They in that cage with the they 100 in that, pot. in that pot back there. They called Orkin and... Uh, Took care of him. Yeah, Miss Pretty got him. <laughs> got these rodents in the float here. Notorious Chip and Dale. Dang. Tired of that. That's crazy. Let's move forward to 2002. So now the parties jumped up to seven days in 2002. Mm. Uh, we also saw the addition of the Grim Grinning Ghost song to Mickey's Not So Scary Parade, which also brought the inclusion of the Gravediggers. 
Ah, ah, they're on a float, right? No, they're not on a float. Oh, they're, they're not on a float. They're on a float. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shovels. They buried the old parades. That's what they do it. And to reference what's part, so uh, during one of these early performances in 2002, Tara Anderson, show director for Disney Parks Live Entertainment, noticed that one of the grave diggers was dragging his shovel and... She had a spark of inspiration, so to speak. Ah. Uh, the gravedigger shovels could be used to create sparks in the ground as they twirled around. And so she immediately changed the choreography of the show to incorporate the shovels scraping on the ground, creating the sparks that we still know to, to today. It's really actually one of the highlights of the parade. You say, yes, I'm yes, sorry, maybe make sure I got this straight. Seriously. So she pioneered that you say she got somebody to help them with the choreography i'm saying no yeah she was a choreographer she saw oh the shovel scraped the ground she saw sparks and it's like ooh, it's that could be good okay what one little spark can do huh yeah (laughs) nothing special added to the shovels it's just a shovel along along the concrete yep that's it man she was like the paul abdul of shovel sparkling isn't that nice to how spark inspiration just just get you like that and then next thing you know bam it's a real figment moment paul abdul of sparkling so go. the Boo to You Kids Parades disappeared, <laughs> but in its place, the kids got Mickey's Mouse Parade costume parties at Ariel's Grotto, Caribbean Plaza, and the Tomorrowland stage. There was a DJ who played music for the kids to dance to, and the characters would bring the kids up on stage to show off their costumes, and they'd have hula hooping contests, stuff like that. You know, normal kid stuff. That Is they that normal do. kid stuff during that time? I'm old Normal this kid boy. stuff that Disney would They still do hula hooping. Like, With DJs? Wait, what do you mean? Let me see the DJs yeah, come DJ up Hulu. and then bring up yeah. DJ Hulu. <laughs> DJ Hulu. No, the DJs do it in stage and say, come on up, Hulu Hoop, while it, the DJs spit in the stage. DJ Hulu Hoop makes just as much sense as DJ Marshmallows. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise you know me. What? That's a fair critique. No, I'm talking about it. any of these little dance parties. You've, I've seen, they do it even at the resorts. They'll do Hulu Hooping sometimes. I was just never one for raves. I uh, just, I'm you with know. you. But this is for children. <laughs> young, young children. You? Me? You, wait, what? <laughs> also, uh, storytelling that Mickey's Not So Scary uh, was expanded to include scary and not so scary tales. Nice. And the scary tale storytellers were located at fairy tale gardens, and the not so scary storytellers were all they were stationed over at uh, the Caribbean Plaza in Adventureland. In Liberty Square, there was a storyteller dressed in tattered colonial clothing named Mister Knickerbocker, who would tells the story of the headless horseman, and his story always concludes just as the headless horseman gallops by. Well. As of 2019, I mean, no telling, live entertainment and all that, Mr. Knickerbocker still precedes the ride of the Headless Horseman telling that same story. And he was named after Diedrich Knickerbocker, who is Washington Irvin's fictional narrator in all of the stories. So even the, char- the, even the storytelling character, his name is steeped in uh, that sleepy hollow history. storytelling history. Yeah, Mythos. I mean, the same thing as uh, Kirk, I'm sure, knows this, is if you see the uh, Sleepy Hollow refreshment area, that is based off of uh, Washington Irving's home. Sunnyside. Yeah. I think it's always important, uh, and you can tell if I'm wrong, but I always think as a part of the Halloween tradition, it's always nice to have a good spooky tale. I, I, always, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That's why I love that haunted uh, riverboat ride. The spooky tale really helps sell it. And um, so they, they still do it to a degree, but not... Not to the level they used to. Hmm. It's more comedic now. Oh, okay. I always think that should just be told in the way that it should be. Because, I mean, look, like the, and I, I want to jump back too far because I know you're going forward. Yeah. But, like, that other was like a total Tales of the Crypt thing. And I mean, yeah. like, there was some bad stuff going on there. Oh, sure. I mean, so whoever tells that story needs to tell that in a real spooky way. You can't tell <laughs> that happy and peppy. 
Oh, the whole time while she's telling you the story, she's reacting to people. Oh, don't start the party without me. Like she's yelling to people on the shore. <laughs> she's doing a antebellum like would play it up. It's kind of like uh, and we'll get to him. Carlotta and Renata on the Haunted Mansion lawn. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll tell slightly spooky stories, but it's more comedic in the way that they died and how they're always looking for husbands. But we're, we're moving too far ahead. I understand. Let's get to 2003 first. So now we're up to 10 days. And in 2003, guests arrived at the Magic Kingdom were greeted by a huge inflatable Madame Leota head in her crystal ball before going through security. And anybody knows the significance of this? This huge inflatable Madame Leota head in 2003. Like why the head is there? Yes. To watch everybody kiss and bring stuff that shouldn't be in there. What if I told you that the head was modeled to look a bit like Jennifer Tilly? <gasps> the movie. <laughs> 2003 spectacular with Eddie Murphy in the lead role in the Haunted Mansion. Jennifer Tilly played the character of Madame Leota. That's no right. It's it currently nice. streaming on Disney Plus, by the way. It really? is streaming on Disney Plus. Watched it just the other night, and you know what? I have found a new appreciation for that movie. Really? Still think it sucks, but new appreciation. <laughs> new appreciation of suck this. Yes. That's that, that's what COVID will do to you, sir. COVID will do. <laughs> Side effect of COVID is is appreciate movie that you thought sucked, but still sucked, but you still appreciate them. So, in addition to the the Madame Leota crystal ball, they also had like lots of signage, lots of projection effects, twirling things, pimping the new Haunted Mansion movie, uh, yeah. which was you know set to release in November of two thousand three. So they had no Eddie Murphy in there. Just out of curiosity, like a walk around Eddie Murphy. Not character. a work, no. but like some sort of poster. Inflatable. Eddie. Oh, I'm sure there was probably a poster here and there. All I could find was photos of the uh, what you call the inflatable head and like signage. No, I thought he. I thought he actually did appear. Um, where was he at? Oh, he was at Beaches and Cream. He just stand outside going, I want some ice cream. I want some ice cream. Because you want the welfare. You can't afford it. You like this movie? Psych. There you go. Uh, so the Dapper Dans were booted out of the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon in 2003. And we got Goofy's Country Dancing Jamboree instead. Wow. Yeah. This show started with a musical number from your host, a cowgirl named Sarah Jo. <laughs> Sarah Jo. Sarah Jo. Nobody girl named Sarah Jo. So if you ever asked, was there ever a Disney character named Sarah Jo? The answer is yes. Gun the head. Was there a character named Sarah Jo? You just saved your life yes. right now. Uh, she'd introduced Goofy, who's all decked out in his country western attire, and they'd do songs, and they'd introduce Chip and Dale, Woody, Jesse, Bullseye. And then the characters would like mingle with the guests on the dance floor while Goofy and Sarah Joe led the crowd in a variety of country line dances. Oh, so they kind of were trying to implement all the different properties yeah. that they had. Gotcha. Because I'm like, where does line dancing have to do? First of all, what does line have to do with anything? Well, it's just like, hey, it's country. Uh, what do people do dance? Oh, line dancing. Line dancing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How Needless many? to say, the show only lasted a year. Thank God. <laughs> oh. it didn't, Thank didn't God. go that far. All right. Uh, most notable about 2003, however, is that this is the year Disney rechristened Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Parade as Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade. Ah. However, aside from the name change, the party music and all pretty much stayed the same. That brings us to 2004, and now the party has jumped up to 13 days. Now, in 2004, the Haunted Mansion caretaker and his dog were added to the Haunted Mansion section of the Boo to You Parade. So you actually got another dog in the parade, and you got to see the guy with the lantern, the 
caretaker leading his dog down Main Street. Yeah, but it wasn't in a cage, so it was good. Yeah, <laughs> free range dog. Yeah, he. They had to starve him just to get him to look like the dog in the attraction. Oh. Unfortunately, just. It's one of Michael Vick's dogs. Right? <laughs> oh, well, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dated reference, bro. It is, man. It but is. still good. Uh, yes. But yeah, they were removed in 2017. So the caretaker is not there anymore if you're looking for him. Uh, this is also the first appearance of Allison the Mad Hatter's Treat Party, which was a trick-or-treat trail that existed from Toontown to Tomorrowland. And I'm sure most of y'all remember that little backward passageway between uh, Toontown and um, back when there was a Toontown to Tomorrowland. Uh, and what's special about this trick-or-treat trail, because Disney's always had those, is that they actually had characters and like hard to find, like the walrus was there, and Tweedledee and Tweedledum and the White Rabbit and so forth and so on. And the cast members were all dressed up as, as the playing cards from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Wow. And on, alongside the, um, the trail, you would see these huge cardboard cutouts of various other playing cards as well as the bushes where they painted the roses red. That's trippy. Yeah, it was really kind of cool. Like, we just kind of stumbled out. It was a trick-or-treat trail. We'll go down here and get candy. And you see all this, and there was just nobody there. And you were just taking as many pictures with the wall. Somewhere, we have a picture of me and Anna with the walrus and Tweedledee and Tweedledum. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that was really cool about it. Uh, sadly, 2004, though, uh, marks the last year that the Halloween Riverboat ride is in operation. They should have uh, All right. Can I just say, yeah. I don't want to stop you. I'm I don't want to stop you. No. All right. So in that particular instance, and I know you're going to go further, but in that particular that does not mess with Halloween at all, what you I'm just said. And uh, why get rid of that? That's a That story is, I'm attached to that story right now. I totally am. Why get rid of that? No, I think it probably what it was, and this is just me guessing, I think probably what it was is them saying, eh, People don't want to get caught up in that river. I mean, you're paying this much money, yeah. and you know, you're on a riverboat for 40 minutes or whatever it is, and maybe less. But I, I why don't... not project a story to the other characters well, but to it, keep it Halloween? And that's what know? I'm trying to say is that they did away with storytelling as well. All the storytelling locations, with the exception of the one that we discussed earlier, yeah. Was, what was year was this? This is 2004. That's when all storytelling kind of, kind of phased out. It was getting phased out. It still exists. Again, Carlotta and Renata are still on the Haunted Mansion. They, they introduce those characters. They do storytelling. They introduce the Gunpowder Pete uh, scenario where they're, you know, setting up. Uh, you're looking at me strange. Do you not know? Uh, we'll no, he's, he's in trance. We're getting, we're getting too far along. Let, let's just. I'm let's sorry. Slow I, down. Just, I right. just wanted just to say. Just trying to connect the dots. That's all. Yeah. No, I'm just saying in that particular era, that was, I'm, I'm engrossed in what you're saying because everything keeps changing. There's not any parts where you go through the years. Number one, I haven't even. I didn't want to ask what the price change was. I'm sure it's changed by this part because you got the 2000s. I know yeah, it's up there. I left it out purposely just I, because. I mean, I, it's just an, an extra fact. But I have the information for you if you want it. No, I mean, I know it went up. I, 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 well, let's let's I'm walk it away. I'm walking let's, away. Let's move ahead. Look, I, I I felt the loss of it as well. I'm, I'm I couldn't agree. It makes more. sense when I say it. Was it, I it absolutely no? Is, it yeah. makes absolute sense. Uh, we're up to 18 days in 2005, and Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party gets a major upgrade to both the parade and the fireworks in 2005. So Mickey's Booty Parade added the now-iconic Boo to You song, which I'm not going to play because I know we're going to get flagged for that one. Uh, <laughs> and that changed the arrangement of the parade somewhat. So now Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy are kicking off the parade in a gazebo float with several other characters on foot. So as opposed to them bringing up the parade in the finale with the country-western theme, no, they're on a gazebo float to kick it off. Uh, also new is a Peter Pan section with Peter and his friends on foot, while Captain Hook, who's 
apparently given up rapping. Totally to join, shouldn't have. <laughs> to join me and a couple of pirates digging for buried treasure on a pirate's float with the TikTok croc following closely behind. Now, the first year, the TikTok <laughs> croc was actually a guy in a costume. Okay. It was a cast member in a costume. And in later years, now he, he was his own automated float where he just kind of roamed willy nilly, kind of like the we were talking about before with the pumpkin uh, bucket. First of all, I just want to say this really quick. Mm-hmm. Captain Hook just tried to get a new chain. That's all he's trying <laughs> to do right there. I totally feel that. Oh, wait, man. The Captain Hook story does get a little bit more tragic as, as we go on, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, the Haunted Mansion section stayed the same as did the country section with the exclusion of the Fab Five and Goofy calling the hoedown. Uh, but there was another new addition with the first appearance of the Skeleton Band in the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Parade, also known as the Dead Man's Band. Ah, catchy. And jamming to It's Good to Be Bad. And uh, the look of the Skeleton Band, uh, I don't think Disney's ever confirmed it, but I do believe it's heavily influenced by the very similarly dressed Skeleton Band that you see in the movie Hocus Pocus. When when she hears him doing, I put a spell on you. Uh, Also new is Goofy in a candy truck pimping his Goofy's Candy Company brand of candy that they sell (laughs) in the parks. What's it called? Peppo? Is that what you call it, Kim? Oh, the Peppo stuff, yeah. (laughs) And seriously, like you, after Goofy and... You see Pluto's on foot, and Goofy comes behind him in the truck. And then after that, you see cast members in these huge carts with oversized plastic bags of Goofy's candy. Getting it all. Just trying to get like, yeah, kids, look, Goofy Ugh. candy. What up, Goofy? <laughs> the same, the same truck float he's on now? Oh, was it Wreck-It Ralph now on that float? No, no, no. That makes its appearance the following year. I would be worried if Goofy drove a van that said free candy. During this parade. <laughs> With a red balloon. Out. Yeah. Now, the giant pumpkin trick-or-treat basket we talked about before, that's the closer. For that initial year, that nobody is, still throws candy from the bag. Nobody, never, never with the candy throw. If you want candy, you got to go trick or treating for it. This is not New Orleans, bro. It's Florida. There's nobody <laughs> throwing from. I'm close. just, I'm going with. Trust the me, magic. there's candy everywhere. There's, there's candy everywhere. There's trick or treating pass everywhere. That but it's a going. different thing, you know. There's a big ass pumpkin bucket. You see how bucket. people knock into each other in New Orleans? They don't want that in Disney. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was the pumpkin, the giant pumpkin. That was its final appearance in a Disney uh, not so scary parade. Okay. Uh, also, happy Hollowishes, a grim grinning ghost spooktacular in the sky, replaced the fantasy in the sky fireworks and became not so scary's very first fireworks show, 100% created for the event. And the show opens with Madame Leota summoning the residents of the haunted mansion and leading them into a rendition of Grim Grinning Ghosts. Then the ghost host would welcome the guests, and we would be treated to these poppy versions of Disney's spookiest songs. It sounds like it's sung by Rockapella. From <laughs> the old Carmen, Carmen San Diego show. Yeah. yeah. Where As- in the world is Carmen <laughs> San Diego? That's totally intimidating to me for Halloween. Totally. It, you would get uh, This is Halloween, Corel DeVille, Heffalumps and Woozles, and all that stuff. And then Ursula Jafar and Oogie Boogie would pop in to join the party before we wrap up with a giant scream along where it'd be like, everybody scream! And like they would just... <laughs> yes. And everyone would scream along and that would be the grand finale and all the fireworks would pop. And uh, finally, the Mickey Mouse Parade costume parties went away and were replaced by a couple of Halloween dance parties instead. So we got Stitch's Cosmic Dance Party. Is he still belched a hot dog at you? No, he just danced with you, I think. They were in Cosmic Rays, although he could be belching if you went to Cosmic Rays. He probably was dancing better after he did the belch. That probably explains why he's belching so much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then you get the get up and boogie. Yeah. uh, There you go. The long forgotten Ariel's Grotto in Fantasyland. (laughs) Did the dance with Ariel? What's happening? There you go. What's happening? 
What's yeah. happening? She got a fin. How she dances? What you talking about? You never see the fish flop? I said, you <laughs> dance, that guy called it. You see Soldier Boy do that? It's like the, the bird, video? huh? What? What? Do the fish flop? Yeah, I really haven't uh, mentioned this much, but I'll mention it here really quickly. Uh, Cinderella Abration was a castle show, and before that, it was Cinderella Surprise. They were running the regular castle shows. So fast forward to 2006, and your next major addition is the 2006 Villains Mix and Mingle Castle Show, which became the first castle show created specifically for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Up until then, every castle show you got was just a regular castle show that they did in the parks during working hours. Yeah. In the show, <laughs> Maleficent summons several Disney villains to join her in a Halloween celebration as they sing It's Halloween Loween. <laughs> Hello, what? Halloween, 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 Halloween. So you you know this song, Kevin? Only from you playing it. Uh, okay. Yeah. If y'all want to hear it, I can try and play it and, and hope it doesn't it. get flagged. Wait, now, is it a good song? No, <laughs> don't don't play it's a song that's terrible. From I remember, right? it's very repetitive. Yeah. It gets out of wee 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 wee. I want to hear it, Dan. Uh, you want to hear it? So there you go. There's your It's Hollow Halloween. <laughs> I remember that. I remember many a blogger talking about that. Yeah, yes, it yes, gets, yes. Is that, uh, is that Ariana Grande? or? God, you know what? That does sound like her, huh? I would, I would <laughs> love to know whatever happened to this girl, because I think she's been involved in quite a few of these parade songs. That's a catchy song. So after a few dance numbers, the villains will leave the stage and mingle and, and with, with all the guests, because that's the whole idea. It's a villains mix and mingle. So you stick around by the stage, and you'll get to meet and greet the villains and get pictures and whatnot so that's pretty cool very cool that is cool but also this is the year that jack sparrow in 2006 made his first appearance along with barbosa by <laughs> taking over captain hook's float oh no yes they kicked captain hook off of his rocky pirates float where they were digging for buried treasure he lost the rap battle yes that's the most pirate thing so ever wait Cap- there's no Captain Hook anymore? No, Captain Hook's there, but he's walking. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, he's that's, demoted. That's yes. cold. Like, walk the plank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the villains finally get their own parade float in the Booty You Parade right after the Dead Man's Band plays. You, you see Maleficent and Jafar and Ursula, and they mix it up. Uh, they had Evil Queen uh, several years. I mean, it changes, but Maleficent is pretty much the mainstay. Uh, and lastly, as we discussed earlier, uh, Kirk, uh, Goofy handed the keys to his candy truck over to Pluto, who doesn't have to walk anymore. He gets to ride in the candy truck, and Goofy gets to ride the now familiar giant candy-making machine. Oh, right. okay. That's, yes. Nice. The animal gets the nice. comeuppance. And if you've ever smelled candy as it rides past, that's because the candy-making machine is equipped with smellitzers that pump out the sweet smell of candy. Now, did Joe Rody get to smell that? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Was there a map? Directly to Goofy's Candy. Oh, no, that's all over the place. I sell it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never mind. So that moves us on to 2007, and now we're up to 20 days of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And this saw the addition of the iconic scarecrows that decorate the town square. Now, I don't know if y'all have ever noticed this, but if you take a look at each of those scarecrows, they are meant to represent a cast member role on Main Street. Really? Yes. Oh. Two members of the Main Street Philharmonic are featured. One is a band leader, and the other one's playing the drum. Drum's got a hole in it. Second is the mayor. We all know the mayor. 
Uh, third is a cast member from the confectionery, and you can tell because they're holding a lollipop. Uh, fourth is a cast member from the Main Street Bakery, and you can tell because he has a bag of sugar, and the sugar is pouring out from the bottom. That's awesome. Fifth is a cast member from Casey's. Six is a cast member from the Emporium, and you can tell that because they're holding it all. And seventh is just one of the female citizens of Main Street. That's cool. And, and you yeah. can tell the ones from Casey's because he's got a big old long hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and the baseball outfit, but okay. <laughs> also, having lost his own float to Captain Jack last year, guess what? Captain Hook and Smee have found their very own pirate ship to steer in the 2007 Booty U Parade. So good. don't feel too oh, bad. Good. Now they've gone from a rocky outcrop to a pirate ship. Because before the parade got to the level it got to die. Captain Hook was dead. I mean, is, you know. is it an actual ship or is it a dinghy? It's a ship. Okay, good it's for them. It's a full-blown ship. Say, I don't know if they're in like Mr. Smee's little paddle thingy. No, oh, no. that's cold. <laughs> right. I hope they don't do Captain Hook like that. That'd be bad. The dance parties also shifted locations and names as uh, Rocket Out. Stitches Club 626 took over the Rocket Tower Plaza stage in Tomorrowland and Woody's Happy Harvest Roundup took over the Diamond Horseshoe Review in Frontierland. Uh, their dance party, so I'm not going to really go into that too much. I'm <laughs> Thank you sure. very yeah, much. You know how that. those goes. Thank we you. saw that yes. at the Roxbury. That's right. So let's get to 2008. 2008, we're up to 25 days of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party now, and we get the addition of four new Halloween-themed character statues in the hub surrounding the partner statue. There's Musketeer Pluto, Musketeer Donald, Princess Minnie, and Jester Goofy. We also get the debut of Madame Carlotta and Renata, the sister ghost who died in the same day, and they appear on the front lawn of the Haunted Mansion entertaining guests individually, I should say. Let me make that a point of saying that I rarely do you see them together. Uh, they appear in the front lawn of the Haunted Mansion entertaining guests with stories about their past lives, how they died, and pretty much all they're doing is searching for a new husband. They're just checking out the crowd. They're trying to eye a new potential husband amongst the crowd. They got jobs. <laughs> well, they, they're stable. This haunting count, uh, I don't know what the 401k is. Got a nice house. I mean, if it pays. Well, they might have, have jobs now. Okay. I don't know. I won't get turned into a lizard. But, and in uh, 2017, uh, Broom, the butler, joined them. I don't think Broom lasted long, though. Uh, unfortunately, he- though, we did lose the Halloween-themed Liberty Tree character dining in 2007. That sucks. Mm-hmm. It does suck. Yeah. 2009. That brings us to the 2009 not-so-scary Halloween party. The only notable addition in 2009 was a Haunted Mansion tombstone float that was added to Mickey's Booty U Parade. The tombstones featured include Madame Leota, Master Gracie, Grandpa Mark, Brother Claude, Brother Dave, Good Old Fred, and Francis Xavier. In 2010... Disney PhotoPass photographers had a special ghostly surprise for guests attending the event. A magic shot. <laughs> I, was waiting. I was waiting for that. Not a money shot. I was good. I was trying to be good. I'll uh, oh, put your face, neck, and chest. Yes, yeah. I was a ghost that one. Party. I don't know. I Even a... you wouldn't touch it? You like to touch. I do, but that one's too on the nose. Yeah. That was just too on the nose. Yeah, that money shot often is on the nose, unfortunately. <laughs> That's why it's worth it. Uh, the magic shot uh, that they offered featured the hitchhiking ghost, and you could get that over in Liberty Square. You took a picture. And don't get me wrong, they had like cartoon versions of the hitchhiking ghost before. They, this is the first time they included the 
ghosts as like a spooky like overlay of the actual characters in the attraction into your photos. So it looked like you were taking the pictures with actual ghosts. Effective. Yes, and that marked the beginning of magic shots at Mickey's Not So Scary, which in later years you got, I guess would get their picture taken with the Headless Horseman or the Waltzing Dead or the Hearst Driver at the Mansion. All these really cool photo opportunities would, would, came out of this. So this was a really... Uh, a, a, a special thing because now it's something that people seek out when they go to these parties. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. In 2011, Dr. Facilier took over as a lead of the villains mix and mingle show with his performance of friends on the other side. So he kicked Maleficent to the curb. Wow. This was a big Good. year for Dr. Facilier 2011. Yeah. He got to take over the lead of the villains mix and mingle. And also he got to appear on the main villain float in the booty parade. All right. All right. Go New Orleans. Yeah. Right. Also notable about the Boudou Parade. This is the one year, like we talked about before, with uh, Jennifer Tilly, Madame Leota appearing. In 2011, a certain character in the Pirates franchise came along that kicked Barbosa off the float for one year. Any guesses? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Blackbeard? Nope. Go the chick. Close. That, that Eli's guy. What's her name? Oh. Elizabeth Swan? No, no the no. chick that called the uh, the big beast. Oh, um, Tia Dama. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't know it. No, well, Kirk was in the, Kirk. Right movie, right gender. Eli. <laughs> now, if y'all could work it together to figure it out, was it that bald headed witch? No, wasn't a bald headed witch. The daughter of Blackbeard, or what? There what you go. Oh, Kevin's uh, got it. Whatever her name was, I forgot. Angelica. 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 Yeah. Played yeah, by right. Penelope Cruz for one year. Yes. She kicked. Barbosa was made to walk, or more if you're Barbosa, I guess limp along, uh, in the parade as she took her his place on the Jack Sparrow. That's right. Flow. Well, Angelica was. A, she yeah. could. She could get it. Oh yeah. yeah. But it lasted a year. I she mean, could all the diamonds. No Elizabeth yeah. Swan. She could all the triple Ds. So that introduces us to uh, the 2012 Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And notable here is the introduction of the special commemorative Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom card designed exclusively for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and available solely for people who attended such. You could not get this thing unless you showed your wristband and your park ticket. And the first card released was the Chippendales Bag of Tricks card. It is currently going between $50 and $100 on eBay. What? Depending upon Good the Lord. condition of this card. Ooh, take care what of that card. This? this is in 2012. You got that card, Kurt? I wish I did because I was there for that year. <laughs> you might have it somewhere in your attic. You, there, were several, there were lots of to, cards I went to the party that year, but I, remember, I didn't get that card. Might have your retirement fund sit right there in your attic, boy. Also, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he's retiring off of 50 bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, we feel 50's good. on the lower end, though, uh, to be fair. Yeah. That would have been just before we started the show. I mean, sure. it's 2020 at this point, so, you yeah. know. Guess we're also introduced to the Creepa Crew. The what? The, who? the Creepa Crew. Creepa. 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 Not King Koopa, Creepa. So they creep. They uh, creep. Uh, yeah. Do they, they find pillows? Right up on the down low, <laughs> so nobody has to know. This is a group of performers who warmed up the parade route on Main Street by dancing at an event called Calling All the Monsters. Oh. Yes. The Creepa Crew. They were the parade, uh, what do you call them? Um, the fluffers? That's the word oh, right there. Okay, Fluffer. the preliminaries before yeah. the actual day. They warm right. you up. Get you ready. But that's what yeah. I, when I use the kind of word you read. Well, that's why when you said it, I wanted to kind of elaborate that in a nice way because you, you, I totally knew what you meant. <laughs> 2013, for the first time ever, 
Guests had the opportunity to meet Jack Skellington and Sally from the Nightmare Before Christmas in Town Square on Main Street. Oh, boy. Aren't they a fun line to get into? That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is very cool. That is very cool. Uh, Phineas and Ferb joined the Creepa crew to help warm up the crowd on Main Street in 2013 as well. Okay. Mike and Sully booted Stitch out of Tomorrowland and hosted their very own monstrous Screamoween Ball dance party on the Rocket Tower Plaza stage. For the event, the stage was like it was completely transformed into depending on what you if it's a scream floor or the laugh floor, whatever you want to call it. It had all the big canisters and stuff like that. And kids got to go dance the night away with the monsters. Uh, the candy corn traffic cones show up in the booty you parade. Kirk, you were asking about them before that oh, happened cool. in 2013. Boom. As you put it, they were obviously recycled from a Toy Story deal, right? Yep. Traffic cones. Traffic cones. That's right. <laughs> Toy Story 2, right? Yes. This is also the year that Disney started really promoting Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween-exclusive party treats and popcorn buckets. Ah, there you go, Kirk. This is the year that uh, you saw a Mickey hitchhiking ghost popcorn bucket. It was Mickey dressed up as one of the ghosts. And the Sleepy Hollow, I'm just going to cover the first year. I've got every year, but I mean, just for the sake of time. For the first year, a couple notes. Sleepy Hollow had a spiced pumpkin waffle sundae, which sounds delicious. We have spiced pumpkin rum here. Uh, not quite the same, but still no, delicious. But pretty but tasty. Still delicious. Yeah. 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 Very tasty. Gaston's Tavern had ghost cupcakes. Storybook Treats had candy corn soft serve ice cream. Ooh. Yes. Which I'm bummed I never got to try that. I Me too. Yeah. In 2014, Woody's Harvest Roundup was eliminated to make way for Club Villain. Oh. oh there you go. Club Villain. Yeah. Now, this was a nightly character dance party complete with DJ who took over uh, the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon and the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon actually got like a special villain makeover for the occasion. Nice. Really, really looked creepy. They had Cheshire cool. Cat on the wall. The wall seemed to glow and guests visiting the party, of course, got to dance along with some of their favorite villains. Really? Yes. That's a beat grief for your ass. That's about like probably the time when they started getting respect for the villains and stuff. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, funny you say that because we also saw the addition of the villain Sinister Soiree where Lady Tremaine and her villainous friends took over Cinderella's castle, more specifically Cinderella's royal table, oh. and offered delicious sweets as well as VIP viewing for the parade and fireworks to all the attendees. There you go. And nice. Kirk Lander, you had visited both of these. You visited Club Villain and the Villain. So clearly you went in 2014 because I think that was the only year they offered the Villain Sinister Soiree. Uh, thoughts? Sinister Soiree was in 14. Um, Club Villain, I did that in 2016, but that was the Sunset I forget what it's called, Sunset, whatever. The building at um, Hollywood. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, gotcha. Lee actually made me those reservations, so he should know. Oh, okay. Well, what did you think of the Sinister <laughs> Soiree? Because- that was awesome. That was an actual a separate ticketed event, mm-hmm. but it took place the same night as the Halloween party. Wasn't so you- Club Villain a separate, like when it was in Hollywood Studios, it was a separate ticket event yeah, as well? Yeah, that was separate. Yeah. Okay, that so was this the- is back when Club, this was like their first iteration of Club Villain. Right. Huh? Interesting. It was it was separate. It was uh, I want to say ninety nine dollars, which you had to pay for your your Halloween party ticket and that one also. But I think that one was well worth the money. If you you got FaceTime with the characters, you got plenty of time to take your pictures. It was good desserts. You're in it the was, castle. I mean, in, in how great is that? Table. I mean, it was a dinner show, musical. Now, if you will search on YouTube, we have they have some um, videos I saw of them when they did the musical. They um, Lady Charmaine and her stepdaughters sang a few songs. It was very good. Awesome. That's awesome. That's great, man. That's exactly what it should be. That sounds like it was worth the money. 
Uh, finally, uh, the candy unit of the parade was revamped a bit this year. Instead of Pluto and Goofy, the candy unit was rethemed to Sugar Rush from Wreck-It Ralph. Of course. Ralph, ah. Ralph got to ride in the Sugar Rush delivery truck while Vanellope rode on the candy-making machine. And you actually saw the Sugar Rush kids were included. They were on foot. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. Take the candy away from them. Yeah. Was it still <laughs> Goofy's Candy Company or it was just random candy? Yeah, so now it's random. Yeah, they're, they're, all the... Shopping carts full of goofy candy. That's all gone. Oh, yeah, okay. Pluto okay. used to have it, but then they kicked him out, too. They really do dogs so bad. Goofy at doing all they this? They do dogs bad. Goofy's walking bad. along now. He ain't got, Captain Hook ain't got no space for, for Goofy, at least. Hey, no out. Goofy, no Cap- Man, it's Cap- like no respect for these people. I mean, they started it, right? We're, we're they started gonna, it. We're going to get to Captain Hook in a minute, man. It's 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 sad. It is sad. Oh, oh no, no, don't depress me. 2015. Let's move to 2015. 2015 right. saw the loss of the Villains Mix and Mingle Castle Show, unfortunately. Uh, but Oh, wow, that was a great idea. Yeah, but we received a major upgrade in the addition of the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular. Where the Sanderson sisters return on Halloween to create a special spell needing several ingredients conjured up by various Disney villains. This is my favorite castle show, period. That my period. equals the word period. synergy. Ah. <laughs> synergy! Michael Eisen lives even though he's gone. Yes. I mean, mainly because I mean, Oogie Boogie and Dr. Facilier are very well treated, and those are my two favorite villains. And you get the rendition of... The Boogeyman song from Oogie Boogie. You get uh, Friends on the Other Side from Dr. Facilier. And both of those, I mean... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good those songs. are good songs. Yes. Yeah. And the Sanderson sisters just being themselves. I mean, it's well worth seeing uh, if you haven't seen it before. 2016. We're going to move to 2016. The Creepa Crew. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about that. I can't believe this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea they existed until uh, who? you said them. And then I looked them up. I was like, what? <laughs> exactly. They were joined by two of Zootopia's finest, yeah. Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps in 2016. There you go. Also new in 2016 was the opportunity to actually have a sit-down table meal uh, reserved at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. You know, there was dining available for Be Our Guest, Cinderella's Royal Table, and the Crystal Palace restaurant. So there you go. So you actually did get some sit-down meals available in 2016. 2017, the only real notable addition I could find in 2017 was a treat. And I was there for that year. And that was the year of the famous Haunted Mansion portrait desserts. And those Haunted things, Mansion portrait desserts? Oh, my God. Yeah, like the stretching portraits. There were desserts? They were desserts. Yeah, I remember we oh. talked about there was like four different cookies. Or yeah. is it four? I want to say it was like three. And then one was just Haunted Mansion wallpaper. And they were okay. spread out. Like you had to go to different locations to right. get them all. It was like it was almost like a scavenger hunt for Haunted Mansion uh, Midnight Madness for us. <laughs> I remember that. Haunted Mansion. Oh wow! Yes, it was really cool. That. Wow, cookies to watch people did, die. Did you try? You tried these? Oh, uh, I tried two of them, and that was as much as my sweet tooth. My, the goal was to have all four, but that was as much as my sweet tooth could take. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> Eli was there for this one. Yeah. Danny, I'm curious. I'm looking at it, and it looks like a coffin of chocolate with stuff inside with the. Paintings on top. Yes. Hey, stop taking my picture, Kevin. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's badass. But I'm just yeah. saying, like for the for the listeners, I mean, the visual is kind of like it looks like a chocolate Twinkie with each of the pictures over the top of it, like you said. Like yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it looks like a strawberry filling, chocolate filling, vanilla filling, and uh, banana type filling or something. Which it was pretty know. famous. Like, yeah, I didn't. I missed out on the wallpaper one. I can tell you that, and I missed out on one of the stretching portraits. 
kind of looks amazing. Jesus, it's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah no, that's the y'all detail. The pictures, the detail on the, the things that they put on top of that candy is amazing to me. I like how y'all are looking it up, and I'm just listening. I'm just hearing the words, and like my mind thinks of something completely different looking, and then you show the picture, you? and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, my was way more wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so fast forwarding along, we're at 2018, 2018's Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. This saw quite a few additions. Uh, first up, we got Storybook Circus Disney Junior Jam. <laughs> you have circus in Halloween? Storybook Circus, which is, you know, there's the storybook area over in um, New Fantasyland. Dumbo. I get it. I get yeah. it. By, right by Dumbo. Then you got yeah. Disney Junior. Disney Junior. Because, you know, you need the Disney Junior character to be there. But they got a jam. They can't, <laughs> they can't just stand there. They got a jam. Was Captain Hook rapping on this one? No, because it's a dance party for the kiddies featuring all their favorite Disney Oh, so Jake characters. and the Neverland Pirates? Were yeah, they were they rapping on this one? I was not there for that one. I know Doc McStuffins was. I know Timon from the Lion Guard was, uh. was there. I don't know for sure about Jake and the Neverland Pirates, but it would not surprise me because that's right there. I don't know if... Like in 2018, was Jake and the Neverland Pirates still a thing? I don't That's know. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. It's like talking yeah. about Roly Poly Oli. You know? It's like these things, you know, yeah. they, they uh, cipher out. That's where the, the properties start to break down when you describe mm-hmm. it. Go ahead, please. At Pirates of the Caribbean, guests could now interact with live pirates who are encouraging everybody to keep an eye out for this scoundrel known as Gunpowder Pete. And they have one of posters, and you see people in the queue line. You see people in the little cage area underneath, like, you know, like, right when you're walking, there's a little cage by your feet. People are in there, like, ah, matey, watch out for gunpowder. They're warning you to be on the lookout for gunpowder pee because he's a scoundrel hiding somewhere in the attraction. And they're asking you, if, if, if you find him, we split the reward, matey, that kind of thing. And apparently he's got his eye on the same treasure as Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow. And you do find him. And I, I won't spoil exactly where he is for people, because some people don't even notice it, because the characters oh, wow. is, Well, apparently <laughs> they did such a good job creating these animatronic pirates that this guy just blends in <laughs> with everybody else that's there. How does he blend in with a name like Good Potter Pete? <laughs> he got a muddy foot hanging over the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so elusive. It's a face character. He is on a bridge. That is, I'll, I'll since Carl John Walsh. He is on a bridge. So look, look on bridges, and you will find Gunpowder Pete. He's yelling at you, and he's calling out a lot of people by what they're wearing. So I don't know. Wow. That's all that tough. But some people said that they could not catch it. So there you go. He's really? in your face. Yeah. And he's like, you don't tell anybody you've seen Gunpowder Beat. <laughs> you know, it's like, he's threatening you up there. That's a great well, he name. Said, he said he want the redhead. Yeah. He want the, so he, like, uh, like it's important. If you take into account Mr. Knickerbocker and Gunpowder oh. Pete and Carlotta, Renata and all that, I mean, there are some storytellers there. I mean, Grant, they're more acting stuff out and it's more silly than scary, but they're they're continuing that tradition. Yeah, maybe um, they're easing it for the crowd at hand. Sure. Okay. I think that's probably a better way to put it. Favorite uh, tea. The Mad Tea Party. The Mad Tea Party got an upgrade for this, and this is kind of trippy, man. So guests would take a colorful teacup ride with this just trippy music playing and this psychedelic lighting and, and smoke would be coming in, and it was like, you know, like an acid trip on the tea party, man. It was like kind of crazy that they put this together, but the tea party got a Halloween-themed Upgrade for Mickey's Not So Scary. Probably because they put mushrooms in it. Really cool. Yeah, look, Kevin's got the video up oh right there. Oh my God. Next yeah. up, explorers visiting Space Mountain were now hurtled through the blackness of deep space as the ride was immersed in complete darkness 
for the attraction. That means no bright flashing lights, no stars or anything lit to lead the way at all. You are riding in complete blackness on Space Mountain with a rock and roll music soundtrack playing in the background. Darkness is, they, they turn the lights off, put music on, and that's all Halloween the way overlay. That's Halloween overlay. Wow. That's genius. It's but a lot like, of people say it's scary as hell to not see anything. Yeah. But I don't know. I could never see anything to begin with, but... That's the genius, though. Business-wise, it's like, let's save some money. Let's cut all the lights off. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, if you don't know the track, like, I'm pretty familiar with the track. Same here. If you don't know the track, that might be scary. That could be <laughs> scary. Yeah. No, it probably is yeah. scary. You cut lights off, nobody can see. I yeah. mean, the elimination of sight is terrifying for anyone. I mean, you know, you go through the end, you get the double helix and stuff, so you know what you're doing. I mean, like, even when they go back in the reentry tunnel, there's no lights there either. I would have to go look through to double check on that, but that's the lore of the attraction. Is it's to supposed to be in complete that. darkness and deep space. I want to ride that. Yeah, the, the video. I want to ride that. You, you got to go, go look at the video. It. I know that's black. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm like, oh, two minutes in, and I'm pretty much sure this is enough. Okay. I can just close my eyes right. and get the same effect, right? <laughs> right. You just need that. Oh, I need the thumping rock yes. music. Also, over in Frontierland, Prospector Cactus Flower Kate. Rounded up youngsters for the Frontierland Costume Promenade, encouraging them to show off their costumes in a quest for the greatest treasure in the world, candy. Candy! So, yeah, basically another costume parade, and this time in Frontierland. Ah, good for the kids. Right. And finally, and sadly, over at Bootyu, Hook and Smee have to walk again with Man, come out. Peter, Wendy, and the Lost Boys because, uh, once again, Jack Sparrow and Barbosa have commandeered their float, the pirate ship. It's like, hey, you know what? I know you're the OG pirates, but you know we we got to do this thing here. You know, but Let's like go over know, there, Grandpa. Can I just say, in the rap game, you respect <laughs> the rappers that got you to where you were. Like nobody kicks Curtis Blow to the side because he old. I mean, he's a young bloods that don't give a damn. I'm just saying that's that's cool stuff, man. It is. Cut to a lot of millennials right now going, who the. F- Fox's Curtis Blow. You, had, yeah. you got, you got Jack Sparrow. D, how's that? No, at I, the very top of the float, just chilling, waving everybody, saying, hey, look, look at me, I'm Jack Sparrow. And you got Barbosa lying down at the bottom. He's not standing. He's sitting down. He's chilling. He's laying back. How y'all doing? So Cook's got to walk the plank. Yeah, and Cook and Shmi got to walk. For now, now, Tinkerbell. That's why I've learned it. Tinkerbell, she got her very own float, though. So some, she got back. Somebody from the, the Peter Pan franchise did get their own float. She's got a giant, oversized... Uh, treasure chest spilling out with gold that she sits atop. It. Well, was this the first time she's had a float? That's the first time. Blondes she's ever had get a float. everything, sir. Blondes get everything. Took her a while, but yes, it's the first time you've seen Tinkerbell on a float. They get everything. That brings us to the very last. Uh, well, not hopefully, not the very last. I'm sure 2021 will have something to offer. But for those of us who are suffering through 2020 alone, mm. 2019's Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party was the last one that they've performed. Uh, this one also saw a ton of new additions. So first and foremost was the fireworks. That was the most notable addition. They got a major upgrade with Disney's not so spooky spectacular. So amongst the backdrop of, of the fireworks, there's just this unbelievable castle projection show that they do. That is hosted by this amazing spoilers puppet, Jack Skellington that in no way looks like a puppet when you see it from afar, but, uh, it is this a is the castle beautiful show? effect. This is a castle show. He comes walking out, and it's a puppet. But it looks like Jack Skeleton has just walked out, and, and the mouth is moving and everything. And he proceeds to tell the story of a Halloween trick-or-treating. Now, he goes back in after he does his intro and his outro. 
so in between the castle show is just left to be uh, just projections where he's telling the story of the Halloween trick-or-treating adventure where Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy found themselves drawn towards a mysterious house. And so they're talking about all the things that they encounter in the house, and there's dancing skeletons and waltzing ghosts and plenty of Disney villains, and all that is taking place, and you're seeing it all happen on the castle itself. It's a really unbelievable projection effect. I enjoy it. I don't think it's... I, 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 I wish it was a little bit more in the line of halloween related music it's really not it's not really no it's really not um you I'm know watching the video i don't have the sound on but yeah it's unfortunately like you lose like you would think waltzing ghost well that's got to be the grim grinning ghost. no it's not it's like a, um um i'm drawing a blank but it's like a it's a classic disney almost like a beauty and the beast kind of sound or no i know what it is it's uh it's once upon a dream once upon a dream thank you that's exactly what it is. And they're playing like a kind of a slow down eerie version of that. And it's really cool, but it's not quite Halloween-ish with ghosts. I mean, I don't know what it was that they decided not to use any of the traditional Halloween music. But still, all in all, spectacular show, even if it's light in the fireworks and heavy on the projection effects. Next up, we've got... <laughs> Sorry, I'm speechless. I'm just looking at this. Yeah, he was showing like, that. What? That's crazy. I know. Next up is the Disney Descendants. Uh, I shouldn't say. Let me let me try to do it a little bit more justice. Descendants party. Descendants. Oh, Descendants. So this is like serious recent stallion. Yeah, because this is this is stuff my kids would probably be into because they watch that movie a lot. Yeah, movies I should say. Yeah, they took over the stage over at Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, which meant I guess Ray got the night off. Uh, and the Descendants uh, villain kids would appear in this, this giant video screens that they had uh, positioned on the stage. And these villain kids would appear in dance videos uh, from the Isle of the Lost. And all the kids were invited to dance along. Uh, I don't know. My, my daughter's never been into the Descendants. Uh, you're Mine are all over about okay. it. Yeah, they would have loved it. Yeah. But these are just projections. They're not like actual. And it's not projections. It's actual video screens. It's like TVs. Can I ask a question? Not like, 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 uh, who's that? Who's that rapper that did the hologram? It's not a hologram thing. Tupac? 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 Is it like that? No, 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 no. Tupac didn't do the hologram because, you know, they just did it off him. Picture being at a Buffalo Wild Wings with a ton of TVs all in one location. That's not as exciting. Yeah, no, not as exciting. There was also the opportunity to meet Cruella DeVille. Over at Cruella's Halloween Hideaway. She kept them dogs in cages back then, too. <laughs> well, pooping in the pickup truck. Yeah. The, the, the dogs couldn't taste it any worse than the food at Tony's. <laughs> Sorry, they did a better job than Captain Hook. Yeah, because this event was held at Tony's. Oh! Yes. Uh, it cost $99 per guest. $99. Yes. Uh, people, I like this aspect of it. People could pop in and out at their leisure during the event to enjoy hors d'oeuvres, samplers, and sweets. Okay. And it also had reserve viewing. Uh, area for the Boo to You Parade. And it sounds like a good deal, except for the fact that I think it was only available like between 9 and 12. Like it wasn't available all the way through. And that to me would have been a better use of it. You can't really kind of come and go as you please when you've only have a short amount of time to enjoy it. Right. You and lose part your, of it is seeing the parade. Lose your place and lied. People cut you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It seems like a good deal until you realize you have to eat at Tony's. Next up, 
At the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, guests could interact with the comedic cast of Monsters and this Halloween-themed show as the Monsters learned all about the human holiday of Halloween. So that was something special that they did a little bit different. Hmm, okay. Well, I mean, that was always the uh, intention of that show, too, is that, you know, it's live-action entertain. What do, you, what do they call those characters? Um a living character there initiative. There you go, living character initiative. Yeah. And, you know, the idea being is that no, no two shows are the same. Huh. So, I mean, that's an easy overlay to do. So, I'm surprised it took them this long. But, yeah, 2019 is when you first saw that. Also in 2019, the bride herself, Constance Hatchaway, joined the Haunted Mansion Ballroom Dancers in Mickey's Boo to You Parade. Oh, wow. One more thing about the Boo to You Parade. It got a futuristic upgrade as Mr. and Mrs. Incredible joined the parade along with Buzz Lightyear and his little green men. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And lastly, uh, this is also the year, famously, where we got the hitchhiking ghost sippers and popcorn buckets that are sitting right over there, uh, provided by one Mr. Kirk Landry over here. Yes. Those are cool. Those, Those are, really are very cool. cool. Kirk the Wow, sir. Kirk the Wow. Also, uh, one one more thing. Disney's not so spooky, spectacular dessert party because it's not a Halloween party without a dessert party. And in 2019, one's just not enough. So (laughs) you could enhance your Halloween fun with a delightful buffet of sweet treats and enjoy dazzling views of the all new fireworks spectacular from a reserved viewing area at Tomorrowland Terrace. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> what, what is the go-to? Can Tango Terrace or yeah. the noodles place or whatever it is now. Golly, man. Like, how much sugar do you need for one day, though? It's like, you can have a dessert party and go trick-or-treating. I need all like, the geez. sugar, damn it. I was going to say, it depends on how young you are. I you want re- all the sugar. Yeah. You, you do remember that trip to Disneyland, right? We need sugar. And you walk so much. I mean, you're just burning that like crazy. Yeah. And then Dan and Eli go back and chill at the pool. Yeah. All he needed one day. The sun was really nice, though. It was really nice. The sights were great, too. So were the views. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I mean, that that takes you through, what, 20-plus years of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Obviously, I excluded some stuff. I I left as much in as I could that I thought was notable, but there you go. Could be saved for another show for another day because it sounds like a lot, but it sounds like you captured all the major evolutions that happened from the time it started he back got in the, yeah he yeah. got the essentials the essence it, it would be a very yes. boring show it would be like and this year they had these treats <laughs> this year they had this bucket and this year they had this commemorative card that's basically what the show <laughs> would be oh and this many people attended this many days and this much price and I so, myself so yeah. that's fair to say that if some uh, some listeners are hey you forgot this forgot that no he did not forget it he just for the sake of time Left it out, but you more than welcome to ask what was this during this time. Sure, I'm yeah, pretty sure you can answer. It. Yeah, yeah he was definitely answering. And it, it's, it's more than possible, although I scoured as much of the internet as I could. Uh, it's more than possible that I missed something. I mean, because there's some. You talk about twenty plus years, twenty yeah. years of yeah. ma- of Halloween magic. Twenty so, years condensed, though, pretty good. Yes, yes. So man, that was uh, that was pretty awesome, dudes. I appreciate that. I have a list of a bunch of videos I've I've saved. And pictures I've saved to watch for later so I could check out all this stuff that you talked about. Yeah, put them in the show notes, man. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll put them in the show notes and so that we all could check out what I was looking at and stuff while you're doing that. But there's always a chock full of stuff. So look, man, we're uh, curious to see what you guys think about this evolution discussion of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Um, let us know, and we're about to tell you how to get in touch with us in just a little bit. 
Well, guys, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, man, look, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us an email, show at magicourway.com. You can leave us a voicemail via SpeakPipe widget on the homepage. Or you can call or send us a text message. Yes, I did say text message at one eight one five That is one eight one five one eight one five. 815 Not so scary. 669-4226. And of course, we have a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli. Eli, here we go. Hey, Rob Liefeld here. Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino. Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out ivorycomics.com. That's right, you. Check out ivorycomics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing out. You're missing out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out, experience it for yourself, and you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics, Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com, comic book guru, Eli Ivory, the whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com right now. Lightfield out. And see, that's why I wear a Deadpool t-shirt because Rob is so cool to go ahead and give an intro to the uh, Ivory Comics website, which you can always check out. Wait, hold on. Who is Rob Lightfield to Deadpool? He's the, the creator, creator of oh, Deadpool. Creator Deadpool. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't know? No, it's okay because that's the story. It's all about the glory, baby. One day we'll find out about that. I mean, you know, cable, you like cable, right? Not like Cox cable. cable but <laughs> I like cable. Not your cable. Not your cable. You talking about, talk about Nathan Summers? Yeah, Nathan Summers, right? You know? I thought you were talking about Josh Brolin. <laughs> the actor who played cable. That's <laughs> fair enough. The man who can't draw feet. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, there's bushes there sometimes, but he's very, you know, that's a guy. That started off with the big leagues and wanted to go ahead and do his own thing. So this is a man that understands the power of being an independent, just like me. And that's where you can always check out the work on the Iron Comics website. Well, you're going to go and see artwork for Project Geisha and Molly Be Damned and Savages, which you can totally read for free. It's totally out there. You can read it, check it out, full color. For, 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 for free. For free. And you know me. You know how I do it. Like, I've always complained about price. But because of COVID and stuff, I say, hey, look. Check that oh, out wait, for can free. I, get, I can get story and glory for free? That's right, because that's the glory of that story. Free. Free. I, I think it. the story should be free, but the glory should be like a 99 cent upcharge. That's fair. <laughs> and I got to work on that on the website. I'll give you a dollar right now for some glory. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. Trust me. Uh, once the next issue comes out, that will that will definitely not be free because, you know, it's it costs a lot to run a website. But anyway, the important thing is about this site, you can check out all of that artwork. You can check out the interviews. And there's always a link to this podcast. So you can always listen to these gentlemen all the time, anytime. So that means you can listen to the show, check out the artwork, hit the link, go back to the show. You'll never miss a beat. You can also see me on Facebook, Elijah Ivy. I'm always there. Project Geisha has a Facebook page. Check that out. Instagram, posting hearts and likes and all that kind of stuff. I'm out there, EIV504. And of course, on Twitter, you can find me at Hancock10166. 
So if you appreciate the madness, then you're just bringing me the gladness. I'm really happy because it's Halloween and I'm getting some candy later after I'm done with this. There you go. Hey, it is. Snickers. Snickers. Yes, guys, look, if you want to book a vacation so that you can go check out Mickey's Not So Scary and see what Captain Hook's up to, uh, do it with Lee, man. Lee, tell him how to do this. Just don't do it this year. Not this year. You could do it this year. Just won't be able to go inside the gates. But uh... Ah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, Mickey's not so invited. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's not so happening this year. <laughs> Mickey's COVID to you parade. <laughs> COVID <laughs> you parade. <laughs> COVID raps in the middle of the COVID parade to you. <laughs> give me a call. Give me a call at eight three two four three one sixteen twenty one. That's eight three two Diamond Danny Lawless. Hey. Um, yeah. Thank you, sir. Good Sweet. Show. Email me at Lee at MagicRway.com. Facebook, you can check me out at Facebook.com slash LostAvicaTravel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. On Instagram, you can find me on You Got a Friend in Lee Travel. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Captain Hook shouldn't walk a Vika. <laughs> and Officer Weekend, it's always good to have you on the show, sir. Is there anything you'd like to pimp out? Pimp out? No. No. Not even no. the parts of the Magic Kingdom no, podcast that you remember of? Of course. Why don't I have to pimp out them because they pimp out themselves because they are that awesome on the high seas, parts of the Magic Kingdom. Join Captain Stan and his crew for their podcast. Should be next week. Were you on that show? <laughs> yeah. No, you, sir, I was not on that show. Uh, well, did you have to walk? <laughs> yeah, I walked the plank. Oh, you, you walked walk the plank too? Uh, I was on so the plank. Was here, walk a bastard. Like, uh, so what's the next show you're on? That they can look out for. Listeners, don't listen to the, what is it? What is it? Sorcerers and Magic? What is it? Sorcerer Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Yes. Sorcerer Magic Kingdom. Pirates, don't listen unless Kirk's on it. Yeah. What, what's <laughs> the next thing you're talking about on that podcast? That, that's, that, that to be determined? Yet. That's that is, a great that question. TBD. Oh, okay. TBD. Oh, okay. You down with TBD? Yeah, you know you me. me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Last time a uh, place told me that, I was furloughed. So, uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't having issues, huh? Mm, no, no oh, issues. Okay. All, right. Yeah. all right. All right. All right. All right. Furloughed and all around the country and stuff like that. Well, you support people and what course. you do. And, uh, and, and thank you for what you bring to the beauty of this podcast. Cause, yeah, you know, thank y'all for letting me come on tonight because it was a very interesting discussion. I didn't, a lot of stuff I did not know. I was, my, fam, my familiarity with the Halloween party just from 2012 on, that's, that's when I started going. I did not know all this other stuff. You learned something. Very, you? very educated. Yes, sir. Edutai- I was edutained. And I, if I could say so, hey, I, have hey, been, hey. I have been edutained a very, the very past few weeks by the Magic Highway podcast. I've been edutained very well. Well, that's because we're not covering news because we're afraid of all the political <laughs> implications. Hey, 20, and 2020 is a, is a crap show. Yeah, we're, we're not covering news again until after November 3rd. Everybody is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, everybody is sitting on all cylinders. Eli, Lee, Danny, Kevin, of course, y'all always, y'all bring all the gladness and madness and everything else. It's always a pleasure to listen to you. It's even more of a pleasure to be here. Experience it in person. It's a in pleasure to face. have you here. In my face, all up on the neck and chest and face everywhere. But you take all that. And thank you for the pumpkin rum, sir. That's very nice. Absolutely. Yes, pumpkin rum for Halloween. Yes. Pumpkin Great. rum is... Whew. Cool, guys. Look, if you want to support all this goodness, man, this is the ways you can do it. You can find them all on our website, magicarway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is deeply appreciated. We also want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener. We love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Away podcast. So make sure you get in touch with us today. Some weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out! Thank you.
I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. All the Reese's. When I'm not stealing people's pillows, <laughs> I'm always listening to <laughs> Matt Hatter Radio. Sorry about that. When I'm going, when I'm going into Eli's room to sneak a pillow <laughs> and tell him it's all right, I'm listening to Matt Hatter Radio. Oh, please put on Matt Hatter Radio. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs>